Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay here. I'd like to thank my friend Aaron from Primetime Entertainment for recording our new intro. And today we'll be talking about gratitude. Hope you enjoy the show. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about CarissaSpada.com. In what feels like a busy blur of life, Carissa understands how it feels to wake up and find that your daily actions do not align with your ultimate goals and desires. Carissa specializes in yoga and meditation with online classes available. Massage service is available in our West Hartford, Connecticut studio, where she keeps up with strict COVID safety procedures. Life coaching and fertility support available. Please check out carissaspada.com for more information. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Power Shift Mindset. I'm Coach Jay and I'm here with Shruti Sadana. And today hey we're going to be talking about gratitude. Hey guys, it's Shruti. Um, we're super excited to be talking about this topic today. It's underrated, I think. You know, I, I think we see stuff about gratitude online, but to practice it and to live in it is a different situation. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I'm going to actually read a post that I put on both my Beam page and the, the PowerShift Mindset page on Facebook. It says, Mindset is a, is a big component of success. We all just celebrated Thanksgiving, most likely in smaller groups of people than usual. We can look at it in two ways. This sucks or this was great and maybe needed. I posted on my coaching page how great this year has been. Would I have loved a real vacation? Yes. Did I miss all the archery tournaments? Without a doubt. But with the right mindset, you see the positives. Because the kids couldn't play sports in the spring and summer, we had more actual family dinners around the table, not a slice of cold pizza on the way to the game. Because we didn't have any archery tournaments, we had weekends to do projects, fun or work, around the house. With this year's Thanksgiving being just the four of us, or how many live in your home, we got to be thankful for the ones we take for granted, the ones whose toes we step on often, the people who are there for us every day who help us daily and we don't notice, or better yet, acknowledge it. Happy Thanksgiving, and because of my mindset, thanks is given for being happy. That's a beautiful post. Uh, Like I said, I think it is an underrated thing and an underused thing. Um, Not enough people say thanks for whatever they're thankful for, whether it's the people in their lives, the the help that they get uh, on an individual situation, and just in general. Yeah, you know, my mentor actually said something interesting a couple of weeks ago. He said, what's the first thing you do when you get up in the morning? You know, and I was thinking, oh, I'll check my emails. I'll, I'm half awake. And he goes, from the moment, even before you open your eyes, when you're, you know, you're waking up, you're kind of in between, you're still asleep, but you're waking up. He says, start saying I'm grateful for you know my sensitivity I'm grateful for a loving heart whatever you're grateful for inside first of who you are start there and of course you can say I'm grateful for my family for the love around me for my friends for a bed to sleep in but he says if you start with inside first it makes such a huge difference and doing it first thing in the morning And sometimes I know it's easy, like we forget because we're waking up, we're not really fully processing everything. But if you can train your mind to do that, 
I've seen a difference in, for, for me specifically, I've seen a difference in my vibrational energy, how I feel more uplifted since I've started that practice. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that goes with part of what I coach where you have to come first. And too many people have the mindset of, if you're coming first, then it's a selfish thing. And you see that, and not to pick one or the other, but you see it a lot with with mothers. No, my kids mm-hmm. come first. My kids come first. My kids come first. Well, if you don't take care of your you first, you won't be healthy enough to take care of your kids. So when you get up and, and you say how you're so thankful about components of yourself, some people might look at it as being selfish because, no, I should be thankful for my spouse or for my kids or for my parents or for my family or for my friends. But it's okay to look in first and, and be grateful for who you are as an individual, work on your health mentally, emotionally, and then move on to the next tier, which are the people around you. Absolutely. And it's good to be grateful for everything and anything. But I think when we start with ourselves, like you said, I think people think that can be selfish, but it's not even on a plane. When you get on a plane, what do they say? Like grab the mask first. If something happens, put the mask on yourself first before you put it on someone else. How are you going to help someone else if you can't help yourself first? And there's nothing wrong we criticize ourselves all the time about, oh, I have this pimple on my face or my thighs or this or that. And when we think about, oh, I want to appreciate the qualities in myself. Why can't we do that too? Why can't we be grateful for those things? If we can just as easily criticize ourselves for anything and everything. Right. I think it comes into a, both a mindset and a confidence thing. Um, we talked about in the past about the difference between being confident and then cocky and then conceited. So when people look in the, the mirror or the and proverbial mirror, when they're looking inward and they're starting to compliment themselves too much or, or appreciating what they are in themselves, sometimes they might take it as, oh, geez, I'm being a little cocky. I'm being a little conceited, pointing out all my own good traits but it's okay to look at yourself and be proud of who you are, especially, especially if you've worked on yourself and you see progress on top of that, to, to look at yourself and, and note the progress and be proud of it. That's a, a great tool. But even I'm grateful for my growth still is me acknowledging the fact that one, I'm not perfect, but I'm also acknowledging that I'm grateful for learning and growing as, an individual as a spiritual being or whatever you want to call it for yourself consistently because no one is perfect. So why not be grateful for your imperfections too, as long as you're on the path to learning about yourself, that's something to be grateful for. And also I know one other thing my mentor said, which we practiced was also giving back. So there's gratitude and then giving back. So whether that's, donating five dollars to a charity online whether that's buying a cup of coffee for someone behind you in line whether that's putting 25 cents in the meter because someone doesn't have a quarter and you just want to or even if they don't or they do just doing those things out of being sincere and also showing your gratitude i think can heighten you as a individual but also attracting abundance and blessings in your life without expecting it yeah, you, you mentioned sincerity in there, and, and I've seen that in cases where 
I've had people come up and they'll make a comment of it. Oh, I know I don't thank you guys enough, but, but I, I really appreciate what you do. I know I don't say it enough. Well, if you're really sincere when you say that, you should say it before the next time you come out and say, hey, I really don't say this enough. Otherwise, you're just going through the motions. And it's kind of like, like when my kids argue with each other and, and one of them says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I said, no, you're not, because you're going to do the same thing tomorrow. So you're not really sorry. So with that sincerity in your gratitude, if you really meant it, you would make it a point to come out when the time's appropriate and thank people for whether it's the individual or the group and say, thank you, and not wait months down the road and say, hey, I know I don't say it enough. So you can tell when it's when you're sincere in that gratitude or when it's just kind of a CYA situation, cover your ass and make yourself look good in saying thanks after, well after the fact. Well, let me play devil's advocate because I think sometimes, and we talked about this before, there's a level of self-awareness that people don't always have. So when they come back and say that, maybe at that time they didn't have that level of self-awareness where they were thinking about what you did that they were grateful for because they were too caught up in their own world. You understand? Yeah, I mean, I can see that on like an individual task, but if you have a team of people around you, whether it's, whether it's your employees or it's a, a sports team or it's friends that are supportive or, or whatever, and it's an ongoing situation, just to say thanks for the, the ongoing support that you have and not an individual, obviously if someone does an individual task and you were busy and you didn't, hey, I forgot to say, hey, thanks for what you did for me last week, that I can see you were, you were tied up in something else. But when you're thanking someone for the overall being there and doing what they do and you always come back with the hey i know i don't say it enough sometimes you gotta you gotta put that in your notes of jobs to do i mean with technology yeah. these days put it on every 15th of the month to go out and say to your friends or your coworkers or your employees hey well, just want to remind you thanks for what you do it it means a lot to me and don't make it feel like an afterthought all the time because yes no then, yes, you, I, then it doesn't feel sincere Absolutely. I completely, I understand what you're saying. And now that I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking that if people practice this in their daily lives, like we talked about beginning, you know, waking up in the morning, then I think that would come seamlessly. So when you're saying that, like, oh, I'm so grateful for blah, 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 blah. I know I don't say this enough. It becomes a practice, right? Just like you play a sport, just like you do archery, you start doing it consistently, consistently, consistently. And then it's, almost like automatic for you because you're so trained in it in your mind and your body It's the same thing with gratitude. If you train your mind with it every single day, it just goes in your body. And then you'll just start saying that to people in your life. You're like, I'm so grateful that you did this. I'm so grateful that you're in my life. I'm so grateful for your wisdom, whatever it is, it'll just come out effortlessly. Yeah. I, I know that's one thing. And like I said, in the, in the past four years where I've really worked on myself and I've used the, the broad term of getting healthy, it started with the physical fitness and then I worked into my mental and emotional health and noting the people that have been there for me, uh, that have supported me I mean, throughout this. And I mean, even going back, back beyond those four years, but um, just that team of support that you have, whether it be professional support that you're paying for, or whether it be that friend that's there in a phone call or a text away. Um, 
I mean, I, I have to definitely say, I mean, I'm thankful for having you help me with this. I mean, I've, I've wanted to do a podcast. I've talked about it. I've had a couple of my former players saying, Hey coach, you should do it. You should do it. And, and whether you're here five years from now and we're still doing it or five months from now, you have to move on to one of your other projects and to help me get started. And I can't say thank you enough with that. Uh, and then I, I have other people in my life that have helped me. I mean, Coach B was the was my coach in high school, and then I started coaching with him. And Coach Sprano was the athletic director at the time, who gave me the opportunity to coach at the high school. And so I got guys that started me in my coaching, and obviously that started with soccer and baseball and athletics. And I've grown over twenty years to bring in the life coaching aspect and the the mindset. Yeah, and I want to say I'm very grateful for you and for this connection and for this you know, doing this podcast together and how it was synchronous or whatever it is that brought us together. I'm grateful for, for you as a person and your presence and this experience and this opportunity to do this together. And it came at a perfect time for me too, because this is what I've been training in is all about, you know, leadership and the mindset and overcoming our negative programs and how to shift our mindset to, you know, just levels that we don't even know that we have that go beyond the physical eye. The mind is so powerful. And when you begin to understand that, you also start attracting people in your life who are at a similar vibrational frequency. And I totally believe that. I believe that you attract what you are. You can attract what you want, but you're vibrational frequency has to match what you want does that make sense i know that sounds really like twirly and twisted but i, I agree with what the key in there i agree with what you're saying i think at times you can also attract what you need at that moment mm-hmm. whether that be positive or, or negative or and right or wrong which obviously is in the eye of the beholder but um, sometimes when you're in a situation whatever is needed at that moment is what gets attracted um and definitely, like I said, being thankful for what's there. I mean, you mentioned leadership. Um, I was talking to someone through LinkedIn. He liked a lot of my posts that I was putting on there, which was mindset and leadership based and, and coaching based. Uh, obviously on LinkedIn, it's not as much with the sports stuff. It's just that mindset stuff. And he asked to talk to me and we ended up on, on Zoom for like an hour and a half and, and young kid just out of college. And, and he actually brought up, he said, well, how, what do you feel about gratitude? And it's, it's definitely a thing, especially if you're in that leadership role. If you're, if you're the supervisor or the manager or the boss or the owner, I mean, to show your staff that you're acknowledging what they're doing for you is absolutely huge. And I have one that I've brought up with, with my boss and my full-time job uh, numerous times where years ago, there was a customer that called up and they needed parts made and my supervisor came in with a bag of 500 pieces. Now that's peanuts compared to what we make. I mean, we usually make in the thousands and 10,000s at a time. He says, Hey, I really need these. I had to break apart a machine, set it up, got it going, gave them the parts and they got shipped out. I go into work on Friday and there's a piece of paper and email printed on top of my toolbox. And it's addressed to the owner, the, uh, the production manager and the, the woman in the office that got, took the order. Uh, I won't put names out there, but they got those and it just said, Hey guys, thanks. Our customer was so happy. You did a great job, blah, blah, blah. And 
and they got all the credit and thanks. The owner of the company wrote my name on the top of the email and just put it on my toolbox for me to see because I'm the one that physically got them out. Never came out, actually said thank you. I didn't get any kicker bonus for it. But the fact that he acknowledged it, we're talking close to 20 years later that I remember this email being on the top of my toolbox. Yeah. And, that, and that goes a long way. So going back to the point where that same boss could be sitting there saying, hey, guys, I know I don't say it enough. Well, you know what? That one time where you just said it by writing my name onto a simple email, acknowledging that I was the reason why I got done, those things get remembered. And when you do that, and same thing with that leadership and gratitude, I think compliments should stand alone. And if you're, if you're talking to your, your crew and you're saying, hey, guys, you did this great, you did this great, and there's something that needs to be worked on, that meeting can wait until tomorrow morning. Let the compliments stand alone because everyone's going to forget that thanks if you finish it with a, but make sure you do this better. Yeah, let, yeah, no, you're so right. I think, I think that should be separate. But like you said, that email that stood out to you, like he acknowledged the, the fact of being grateful for what you had done. I think that's so important because it feels so good to have someone be thankful for you or something you did, but it also feels just as good to be grateful. Both of those things combined just give this really positive emotion and loving emotion that I feel there's no price on that. Feeling good. Yeah, I and mean, definitely. I and mean, like you said, being when people acknowledge you, it it definitely sticks out. Um, I sent a, a message just on Facebook to one of my former soccer players. So I, I started coaching back in 2000, 2001. So he was on one of my first teams. And I just put happy Thanksgiving. And he said, thank you. Same to you and your family. And I put, I love my years coaching at the high school. When I tell people of my passion, and why I have it, I reference you calling me five minutes before midnight on New Year's Eve, five years after you graduated. That is what it made my love for the years at the high school worth it. Love you. I'll, you will always be coach. For me, being expertive to you and not giving you giving up on me is why you have that name in terms of why he still calls me coach 20 years later. Uh, you did a hell of a job, and I'm happy we have a great friendship because of you. And those are the reasons why I spent so much time. I mean, when I got my balls busted by friends in my volunteering years, oh, you're not making any money doing it. Yeah, I made a hell of a lot more than money by doing that for years, being on those that's sidelines. So, that's so sweet, though, like that message. You'll never forget that message that he sent you. And yeah. he'll never forget you because you changed his life just by being who you are, being there for him, being that role model in his life. That's going to be something he will never forget. You know, that quote, um, people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I right. think that is so, so true. Yeah, de definitely. I mean, you, you know, you know, the ones that are there for you I mean, you, you can definitely tell. And again, going back to his sincerity and, and, Mm -hmm. how, how real it is. Um, like I said, if, if you help someone out and anyone other than you and that person know about it, you did it for the wrong reasons. And it's, and George Steinbrenner, the former owner of the Yankees has sent 
thousands of people to college that he just heard of this person wanted to go to college, didn't have the money. And he'd call up the school and say, Hey, pay for their four years. I got it. Send me the bill. I mean, I mean, he he owned the Yankees. So, I mean, he had plenty of money to do it, but it's these things that didn't come out until after he passed away, all the charitable stuff he did that no one knew about that. Nope. I don't want a camera here. Nope. I don't want reporters. Nope. Don't. I'm just doing it because I want to do it. And I really do feel that people that practice that, that generosity and that gratitude are happier. I mean, I can't talk for everyone, but I just, I've noticed people because my friend's boss, he's a dentist. He owns like three or four offices. I don't even know how many offices he owns. He is one of the most generous men ever. He'll he'll work on someone if they don't have the money, like he'll find a way or he'll give his staff like bonuses or he'll just throw them like, here, go get something for yourself. Hey, let me get lunch today. And I can see Dr. Fatu, they call him doc, but I can see he's a very grounded and balanced person. He's a happy person because I can feel it when I'm in his presence, but he never talks about what he does for other people. He'll just do it. And it's from coming from his heart. Mm -hmm. That's where you will never go wrong is when you are really aligned with your heart. I think that you are in a good place if you're coming from your heart. I think people get confused. The confusion comes when there's non alignment here in your heart center. Because when you're when you're centered over there, you just you have this loving energy flowing out of you, and which gratitude is gratitude is a loving energy. Yeah, you can definitely feel when you're in the right position. And I, I was helping a friend with with some training with some exercises and rehab and stuff and halfway through it she looked at me and she just said you love this don't you I said what do you mean she goes all of this the exercise the coaching this I mean she could see it in my eyes how much I I was in the right spot at that moment that that's what I love to do I mean I spend three hours a, a week at at the club and volunteering with the the Joad program that I coach I mean that's the 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 students pay to be in the program, but that, that money doesn't go to me. That's all volunteer work. I mean, I do my private lessons too, that I do make some money on it, but I'm there all the time. And I tell them, especially when, when the world's normal and there's competitions, Hey, if you need an extra practice, give me a call. I'll let you know what night I'm going to be there. And I mean, if you ever see me here, don't hesitate to come up and ask me for some pointers. I mean, I'm not going to say, Nope, your class is on Sunday. Leave me alone. I'm I'm going to be there. I'm going to help. You're present. You're present there and you're there because you mean it and it comes from a sincere place. Yeah. That's like, I, I mean, I mentioned the coaches uh, that got me started. And as far as the archery, Ro- Roxanne has been huge for me. Um, she's, she's a level four coach in, in the area that I've gone to that's kind of mentored me and a little here and there. Anytime I had questions, I mean, I asked her when I had my level two, what she thought if I was ready for the level three and she said, Oh, definitely go and do it. And, and when I have questions from a coaching side, she helps me. She's, she's the coach I go to for my personal shooting. And she's the coach I send my kids to when they don't want to listen to me. Um, <laughs> but she's, and like I said, she's Dewey's coach who was on the last podcast. And, and it's those type of things when you have people around you to support you like that. Um, Yes. I mean, support is definitely important. And I also feel that it's easy to be more grateful when things are going well. So I also want to talk about 
when there's challenges, how to see the silver lining and gratitude in that. So is there a story or a time in your life where you felt like you hit rock bottom, but you were grateful for something from that experience because it made you evolve as a person? I actually have the, the next few names on my list of people that think uh, kind of tie in with that. I mean, one, one is I mean, the, the whole COVID situation. I had put a post up a while back about it where it's similar to that Thanksgiving one where I said, Hey, this has been a great year. And I mean, this, this year has been one of the best years. And it's one of those things where people are going to look at you and say, what are you nuts? Yeah. I would have loved to go on a real vacation or watch my kid play high school baseball as a freshman or let see my younger son be able to play soccer this fall and, and all the stuff that we didn't get to do, but because we didn't get to do those things, other opportunities were there. And like I said, when you have in, in a typical fall soccer season, we have five soccer schedules amongst me and my two sons. I'm refing high school soccer. Both of them are playing for their school. Both of them are refing, possibly playing for the town league. So we're running around constantly. So when I make the joke about the cold slice of pizza in the car, that's what dinner is six out of seven days a week because we're literally running around. So when, when that stopped, yes, we were upset that we didn't have the sports, but now because of what's looked at as a negative thing going on around this world, this invisible force that's out there, that's, stopping everything it's allowed us to sit back and have family dinners to do our game nights to sit down and watch a movie together to to do projects around the house i mean i knocked the wall down and we built a closet and we cleaned out the basement we we did i built a target stand so we can shoot our bows in the backyard so because of the negative situation we're in it gave us opportunities to create positives that weren't there Yes, I think that a lot of people have, and that's beautiful, a lot of people have gotten this chance to spend more time with their family or get more creative at home and just be really present with what's around them and who's around them. Because before we're just, you know, you get up in the morning, you go to work, you get on the train, you get coffee before, okay, you go to work, nine to six, okay, you come home or you got to pick up the kids, okay like watch your show go to sleep brush your teeth before you know it was almost like we were robots and machines and I think this situation as you know negative as it is has pushed people out of their comfort zones and I think that's the best way to grow and I think that's the best way to also appreciate what's right in front of you is because you're forced, you're forced in this situation, right? At first, you're forced in the situation. And now, as human beings, we just adapt too. So even though we're still frustrated at times, we have adapted. And we've, I think we've also gotten closer, as ironic as that sounds, I think we've gotten closer to people than further apart because of the time we've had. Yeah, I, I think there's been both situations. And I, I listened to some other podcasts that are health related and, and they've mentioned how this has stressed out many relationships. I mean, take the couple that they were always running around and everything was great because they worked great at yes. five hours a week together. Now, all of a sudden they're together all the time. They realize they bang heads a little more than, than they thought they would. Um, and whether it be work relationship, 
professional relationships and friendships. Um, and in my case, and I, I spoke to my wife about it. I mean, I've mentioned my marriage being described as a roller coaster up and down. I mean, we're pushing 20 years. Um, she knows I'm going to reference it on the podcast here and there. Um, I have and a few friends that have really helped me with that. Um, my friend Veronica and, and Carissa, and they've helped me um, with a lot of communication things, um, the connection and the intimacy level, the, the and emotional level. Uh, my friend Gina has helped me personally, um, given pointers as, as far as and getting a business going and stuff like that. And then also mm -hmm. relationship and, and communication wise. I mean, a lot of, a lot of those where you point things out where again, going back to not having gratitude and instead of saying, Hey, you got to fix this. You got to fix this. It's more, what can we do to change that? And, and being thankful for what you have um, because of the situation with COVID and not being able to do a real vacation. We had a week without the kids. Our vacation was literally go upstate New York, climb a mountain. And we just went for a, 10 mile hike at 5,000 feet and then drove up to Maine and, and we went to Old Orchard. I don't know if you know Old Orchard in Maine. It's, no. uh, there's a, a small amusement park right on the beach, but it had a decent crowd. We didn't do any of that stuff. We just waited to the evening as the beach cleared out went sat on the beach. So it was a very simple vacation because of everything going on, but it was what we needed at the time. And there was lots of driving, driving from basically Cooperstown, New York area, up to Lake Placid, New York, and then across to Burlington, Vermont, all the way up to Maine. A lot of time in the car, a lot of time to talk, communicate, open up, and shed some tears, laugh a little. So again, going back to the whole umbrella of COVID being a negative situation, we were able to pull a positive out of it. Yes, and I think, um, like you said, yeah, it's definitely been straining on certain relationships for sure. But I also feel like the truth has come out for people, which is not always the shiniest thing. And to face that that truth in a situation because you're home all the time with somebody, maybe people were sweeping some of their problems under the rug because they were so busy with work and you know kids activities or whatever it is that they weren't confronting what needed to be confronted. Yeah, I mean, communication is a big thing. And, and being able to talk- is just as important because you can communicate. But yeah, and, and that's one that, and I say it to my wife often, she has to respond and not just react. And so if you need to take a second, take it in, comprehend it, and then respond. Don't just, mm -hmm. don't just hear it and react. Um, it's a practice. So, it's, I mean, it's yeah. easier said than done, especially when you're, you're upset or you're angry, you're just, you know, reacting. You're not comprehending because you're just fueled up. You're fueled with energy. But I really do think, I mean, I know that some people have gotten divorced during this time. I've seen people get closer together. I've seen people get together and move in and get engaged like faster than they would have in real lifetime. Right. So there are all these extremes, but I think, I think 
that the truth, like I said, the truth of situations and the truth about ourselves is something that we've been confronted with and not necessarily would have been confronted with if it weren't for COVID because we'd still be living like machines in a way, like robots, you know, like I said before, just going about your day and not really absorbing it and being present in it, just doing what you have to do. It's like driving a car, right? You don't have to think about driving a car because you know how to drive a car. So when you're driving, you're not really, of course you're paying attention to the road, but right. it becomes second. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, <clears throat> I mean, I definitely feel when I, when COVID started, I definitely had a lot of anxiety. I was feeling down. I was feeling scared. And then I started, you know, studying NLP and hypnosis and working on myself, like really deeply working on myself and facing all these things that I was really pissed off. I was like, why am I, this is a lot of work. This feels ugly and messy and I just want to shut it out. And that's exactly why I feel like I kept having certain results in my life was because I wasn't confronting those things and People think healing is, you know, bubble baths and self-care. And that's not how it goes. It's, you know, it has to, what is it? Like, uh, it has to rain. The storm has to come before the sun comes out. You have to, you have to really dig deep. So I felt very grateful for this time because I feel like I've grown immensely as an individual this time than any other time in my life. Yeah, I think this is that the whole gratitude thing i think people are realizing like like my post said what you what you kind of took for granted I and mean, mm -hmm. the, the people that yeah. you had around you that you, you can't see i mean i'll take and the holidays i mean my wife ended up having the friday and saturday off so we thought all right maybe go down to north carolina my mother just moved from virginia to north carolina but she is physically and emotionally with the move which was supposed to happen in march april didn't happen until in mid-November. She was just in no position to have guests at that point. And, and not to mention the whole quarantine thing because we can't travel anywhere at this point. Uh, and then the same thing with my father, who he's upstate New York. We figured, all right, maybe we'll go up there. And he's high risk and he's being cautious. And so with me at work and my wife at work, working with the public, we couldn't do that. So these are things that in any other time we could have done at any given time. And how many people don't visit their parents or don't visit their, their siblings. And now, now you can't. And yeah. it's, you, you realize, I mean, what you might've taken for granted and, and you're, you're not as thankful for those opportunities. Absolutely. I definitely, definitely feel like that and I that has to do with you know regret too you wanna not have regrets right we've I, I've talked a lot about that when we were taking the course is you know when you're sitting on your cases sound morbid but when you're sitting on your deathbed you don't want to be like oh I wish I could have done this or I wish I could have done that or I wish I said this or I wish I visited this person more do what you want to do now so you don't get to that point later where you the worst thing that could happen is you embarrass yourself 
that's the worst thing. I'm not saying go try and like go bungee jumping or jump off a bridge. I'm not saying do that, but do take a risk and do things now. I think more than ever, reach out to that person, reach out to that parent that maybe you have a broken relationship with, reach out to that friend, maybe where it didn't work out, see how they're doing. You should be thinking about those things now more than ever because I like you said this time has taught you to really be grateful for what you have and what you might have taken for granted yeah I mean I think it's easy like you said you you used the reference of on your deathbed and the whole Monday morning quarterback oh I should have done this this way or I should have done this more I've said the same thing Uh, my grandmother on my father's side I didn't have much of a relationship growing up with her only because logistics, she lived in Florida. I lived up here. I only saw her and a few times in my life until she moved up to either Connecticut or New York. So in her later life, the last 15 years of her life is when I really built the, the day to day relationship with her. And at one point she was living in, in senior housing in Newtown right next to Danbury where I was living at a while. So my wife and I went to visit her. We'd make lasagna and go and visit her for hours. So I visited her more than any other grandkid. I visited her more than I ever did at any time. But then after she moved away and then eventually passed away, there, there was the same thing. Part of me that says, geez, in that year, I went and maybe saw her five or six times. I probably should have gone every other week. Or maybe I could have stopped in quick once a week just to just to say hi for 10 minutes or this. And so you're, you're always going to second guess that. And you, so do what you want to do, but don't beat yourself up because we still do have our lives that have to. Of course. Go, but I mean, oh my we're, gosh. We're, no, I'm not saying. No, I know you're not saying that, but just to ourselves, we can't, can't beat ourselves up all the time. And no, it go, but, but it goes back to being genuine. Were you like, when you, when you contact the friend and you say, Hey, you're busy this weekend. And are they genuinely busy or they're, do they just, not like your offer. I mean, so just be genuine. I mean, hey, you're free Saturday. Why? What's going on? Well, that didn't answer my question. It's not, yeah. I'm going to give you my offer and then you're going to decide whether you're busy or not. I mean, be be genuine about it. And same thing if someone comes. Well, yeah, but I think people can also respond to that. Like, oh, did you have something in mind? Let's talk about it because, you know, time and energy is the most valuable that we oh, have yeah but same thing going the other way when that friend calling for help to help totally. move, to help move and you don't mm-hmm. want to go moving because it's the first 75 and sunny day of the spring and last thing you want to do is load a moving truck and if you're not busy be but genuine and don't be... say don't say you're busy no when, you when can you say you don't i really it. just trust me i don't i hate moving so it's the last thing i want to do but i'm not going to tell someone oh sorry i'm busy if you're not busy yeah you gotta you gotta be genuine about it oh definitely i mean say hey listen i can help for an hour loading but unfortunately i can't go to the destination and help you unload and so this way you you did something to help but you didn't have to give up your entire day to do it oh well i think that's much better than being like oh yeah i'm busy if you're not busy and now now with social media everyone realizes you weren't really busy because somewhere it gets posted Yes, exactly. No, but I think you can be honest with people. And if someone, you know, if I'm supposed to hang out with someone, we're supposed to have like a movie night or something and they text me and they're like, you know what, I'm actually really tired. Can we reschedule? I totally respect that. I'm 
I do that. It's like totally with, fine. Even with my archery lessons, people say, oh, and like someone just messaged me, how much time do you need in advance to schedule? And I said, if you text me today and say, hey, you available tomorrow, if I'm available tomorrow, that's fine. And I tell people all the time, if you need to cancel, if you need to change, if you need to reschedule, I understand what life is like, especially now. And don't, don't hesitate. And I have two kids that are active in sports and I do this and, and especially during soccer season, if I have a game today and I don't have a game tomorrow and we scheduled, but my game gets rained out today by rule, they have to play at the next available day, which could be tomorrow, meaning I have to cancel your lesson because I have to ref tomorrow instead of today. So I, I am extremely flexible with people when they have to cancel or reschedule. Uh, and we've done that yeah. a couple of times with this. And yeah. For the most part, we were seven o'clock. We've been pretty on schedule, though, I think. Right. But there was one a couple of weeks ago where you said, hey, can we do a little later? And then like this one, I said, hey, I'm available. Want to do it? So, oh, yes. so yeah. I'm just saying just, ju just being just that flexibility. Definitely. Yeah. Like yesterday, you were like, hey, can we do it earlier? I'm like, yeah, why not? Let's do it earlier. If you have the time. Sure. But I also feel like people get to choose, and I posted this yesterday, I feel like people get to choose how they spend their time. So you are very generous with your time when it comes to if somebody wants to schedule, like uh, last minute, that works for you. That might not work for someone else. They might not be as generous with their time. They might be like, no, I need to know this much in advance. Okay, if you cancel 40 hours, then there's no, you know, you don't have to pay a fee, you can cancel after 24 hours you have to pay like a 50 dollars deductible that's just showing the value of your time to some people because time like i said time and energy is the most valuable thing you have and you get to choose where you want to invest it and who you want to invest it in that that actually works like that with the refing they said this year throw the rule out the window because of covid but in a normal year if it's a weather related cancellation so basically a rain out it has to be done with within two hours of game time, or we still get paid. If they call us an hour before the game, we still get paid. If yeah. It's a, if it's a non-weather yes. non related, it needs to be 24 hour notice. Exactly, um, and, because your time is valuable. Yeah, and, and, and I'm doing the, the private lessons now on the side, part-time, little pocket money. When it becomes a business, yeah, now maybe there's going to be a, a cancellation fee or a a reschedule fee or, or something like that. Um, I, I still, I mean, it, it's been a problem with me. Like when I did the photography, sometimes my heart's real, thinks my wallet's bigger than it is. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> I have that heart. Um, yeah. I mean, you can but, always, if you feel uncomfortable asking for money, you know, up front, you can say, you know what, if you can do a suggested donation, that's that would, I would appreciate that. And people will most people won't just leave without giving you something. If you say suggested right. donation, people will at least hand you 20 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks, 10, whatever it is, if right. you say that. Someone would feel so guilty if someone says suggested donation, you've just done a service and they give you nothing. Because even if you're trading something, they're like, okay, you know, you do this for me, maybe next time you can assist me with a shoe. Because then you feel that balance too. You're like, okay, I'm not just taking, 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 taking. You want to balance it, right? So, okay, well, you did this for me. Oh, I can't, I don't have the money to pay this right now. What can I do for you so I can show you my appreciation? That's yeah. balance, right? People used to barter back in the day. <laughs> you know, you'd be like, oh, I have uh, some garlic. What, I'll trade no, you that, this that, for that's some water. Still going on. 
that still goes on. My my friend Carissa, I told you about, um, that's kind of been a, a coach to me in a way. I mean, we we bounce things off each other. She's a massage therapist, and I did photos for her for her for her business that she needs to do some social media advertising with, and and I have a massage for myself and my wife in exchange. So that's very nice. See? So there's, there's and there's definitely bartering. I think is still a very common practice out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, probably- I, I love bartering. I think that's awesome to trade, trade. Yeah. Then if you don't always have the money to do something, you can still offer something of value to the other person who's also offering you value. And you feel better, I think, than like I said, than just taking something right. and not giving anything in return. Well, you see a lot of that for advertisements for small business or businesses that your friends own. Don't mm-hmm. go to them because you're looking for a discount. Go to them because you you like their product or service, their, their, their quality, and help them out. And yeah. Walmart doesn't need any more customers. Go go yep. to and my brother's farm to buy your soap or something. And you know, and powerhouse DJ they make tons of money across the country go to my friend Aaron for for your wedding and yeah yeah like and even, I mean for me personally like a lot of the gifts that I've been buying for people are from Etsy there's so many amazing people on there that are starting their own businesses that have great products and thoughtful thoughtful gifts that you can see you can buy someone's artwork you can buy you know a deck of cards or you can buy some handmade jewelry and you're supporting individual business owners who were you like you said walmart already makes enough business so why not do that yeah and 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 they appreciate it more it's not just i mean another sale it's like they say when you go to a small business you're you're paying for and the daughter's college education. You're paying for the son's new soccer cleats. You're paying for, and the the date night for the couple that owns the farm. You're it's there's yeah. there's a lot more a lot more meaning and 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 soul to it than going to big corporations. Absolutely. And, and, and that's where the gratitude comes from. I mean, a lot of small businesses, and and I've done it in the past when I had my photography. Yeah, it, it's it's that generic cookie cutter. Christmas card, but you send that out saying, Hey, I appreciated your business this week. I mean, when was the last time Walmart or Target or Pep Boys sent you a Christmas card because you got your tires changed? They they don't because they mm-hmm. you're just another sale. And so showing that that gratitude is, is definitely big across the board. So to touch on that note, let's end this episode with three things we're grateful for. So you start what what is what are three things you're grateful for? And definitely the team of people that I, I have in my life. And, and and I'm going to mention a few names and kind of feel bad for some that might get left off that have helped. But I mean, and especially in the recent time, I mean, Veronica, Carissa, Gina ha- have helped me big. Um, my friend Aaron, who I mentioned, the DJ, um, mm-hmm. he's, he's one of those friends where if you're on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and you have that phone or friend, he's the guy that I know is going to answer the phone every time regardless of what the reason is, regardless of the time. I mean, nowadays, half the time you get the, sorry, can't talk text back when you're calling. 
he he's that one that I can count on to answer the phone and and you, you hear how you hear how guys are I mean the macho guys don't open up their hearts much and have those heart-to-heart mm-hmm. talks he he's the the male friend that I can open up to and he's opened up to me many times over the years um, so th- those friendships are definitely one of them um, right now I mean I remember Thanksgiving a couple of years ago we went around saying what we were thankful for and I I think I said that the family is health is relatively stable or something like that. And you have to look at, and my father, my uncle, my mother have all had heart attacks. My uncle has stage four cancer. My father's had triple bypass and four heart attacks. My mother had a kidney Mm -hmm. transplant. So my family's so grateful that, and most of them are still here. And I I lost a knot on my mother's side and uh, an uncle on my father's side uh, in the the past year. Um, But and the people in my life are the biggest things. I mean, I, I have my toys, my guitars, my bows, my kayaks mm-hmm. and stuff. And yes, I like those, but. What I mean, are you grateful for about yourself? Um, I've said it before. It's a blessing and a curse. My emotions. I, I'm grateful that, like I mentioned, like guys are, are stereo. The stereotype of a guy is to be macho and boys don't cry. Men don't cry. I mean, we, yeah. that's. You, you, you see that all the time in pop culture that uh, the fact that I can show my emotions, which I did on, in our first com- conversation yes, on, on, mad uh, respect. On, on, on Instagram. Um, so, it, and I, I say it, it is a blessing and a curse, but I, I'm, I'm happy that I have that side of me that, and it's my, my compassion and to, to help people and my, their, readiness to be there for my friends is genuine. And, and I, I yeah. like that about myself. It's not, the dishes can wait. I can wash the dishes tomorrow, mow the lawn next week, do the laundry yeah. in, in three days. Uh, I'll just buy another package of socks. My wife will hate, <laughs> hate hearing me say that, but you, oh you never know when that last time is that you're going to be able to see that friend. Um, and so I, true. and I say it all the time. Um, and one other quick story. I mean, a friend of mine uh, met us for my birthday a couple of years ago and joking around with, I know the bartender is a good friend of mine. I said, I said, you know, uh, do you remember your first crush? And he said, yeah, why? I said, cause this is mine. And uh, it was a friend from high school who, and that whole group of friends is still friends and we're going back 30 years now. And she kind of just leaned over and gave me a kiss on the cheek. I probably turned bright red, like a little middle school boy. And I, and I said to her, I said, I'm glad we're still all friends. She goes, you know, it's because of you, right? So what do you mean? She goes, you're the one that's always reaching out and making sure we stay connected. And it, when we got together last year at Thanksgiving, I was just sitting at the end of the table and she said, you're quiet. Why? I said, I said I'm just taking it all in. Just seeing the same group of friends from 30 years ago that we were all freshmen in high school at one point And uh, she was actually a year ahead of us. I graduated with her brother and her husband and just the fact that we're all still together as friends. And that's so that, sweet. That means something, you know, to that, have those relationships 30 years later. Mm-hmm. And what um, about you? So I'm definitely, I don't think I can beat that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm grateful of course, for my family. I mean, the love and support that I've received from them is something I don't think I could ever give back. They've always supported 
you know, my dreams and my goals and allowed me to just be who I am and not, you know, what society's standards are. They just always allowed me to be me and their understanding of me and, and the relationship we have. I'm so grateful for like my dad and I are very close and this is going to be a unique one, but as far as myself, I'm grateful for my triggers because they teach me about myself and things that I need to work on and really dig deep and ask myself, okay, well, what am I learning? What do I need to learn about myself to move to the next level? And what do I need to let go of? Because I can say, yeah, sure, my sensitivity and my empathy. Yeah, those are great things too that I'm grateful for about myself. But it's also my triggers because they, they teach me about who I am and who I want to be. And my creativity in this year has really rised. I don't know like if it's just because I've expanded my mindset and worked on that. And I feel like that's a big part of it. I never thought I would be interested in writing so much. I did as a kid, like when I was younger, but I've really grown in that area in terms of like storytelling and I'm surprising myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful for this. I want to focus on it more. And I have the time now to do that. Whereas I don't feel like I would have really learned that about myself if this was last year. So the creativity part, and just, I could go on about, you know, like my friends and the love and support and just that positive energy around me is priceless. And I am so deeply grateful. That sounds good. That was pretty deep for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a good yeah, way to end. But I, I, I think gra- gratitude is, to some extent, an, an, an emotional feeling that you have. Um, there has there has to be some emotional ties to to genuinely be and grateful for what you have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like this episode has been very eye-opening and it's expanded my mind too, just by talking to you. Yeah. And so with that, and we're going to end this episode and we are grateful that you guys have checked in on our previous podcast and, and this one and keep checking back. The plan is still to release weekly shows and, and possible bonus show every now and then. And we're thankful to have all of you listening. Thank you for listening. You guys, we appreciate your support. It means a lot to us. Thanks so much. Hey everybody. It's Aaron with primetime entertainment. 2020 is almost over. Thank God. And we're ready to celebrate in 2021. So if you're looking for a DJ for your wedding, For your corporate event, your holiday party, anything really. If you just want to celebrate and have a good time, visit us on the web at prime-time.com, spelled P-R-Y-M-E hyphen T-Y-M-E dot com. Also hit us up on Insta at Wedding DJs in Connecticut or give us a ring the old-fashioned way, 203-437-7047. Thanks for listening to the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset, and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.